Blog Talk Radio. Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. Hello, modern lovers. So glad to be with you tonight. Now, you all know that Modern Love Radio podcast started because it is my passion in this very fast-paced, mobile, global world to make sure that you have the best love ever. And after 25-plus years of working with couples and our training and mentoring programs in private coaching and therapy, I've learned one thing that I know really, really gets in the way for modern couples And that is that we come to our relationships with a much higher level of stress. Because, as I said, it's fast-paced, mobile, global. We're all running. 25% of couples have one person in the partnership who travels for work. Another 15% are living outside the country of their birth. And we've got 70% of modern couples who are at least, living 500 miles away from their family of origin. Now, what does that mean? It means that you don't have enough support, which means you, hello, feel more stressed. So tonight's guest is going to help us deal with modern stress, which absolutely affects modern love. Our guest is Dr. Tammy West. Tammy's been helping women take their power back and live their own lives for over 15 years. Her passion comes from her own personal journey. I'll let her tell us about that. But her clients come from all walks of life. Believe it or not, Danbury Federal Prison Inmates, which if you follow Netflix Emmy Award-winning series Orange is a New Black, that's the prison home of Danbury Federal Prison, or actually it's the other way around. It also is a prison home for Martha Stewart. Now, Tammy has found that just being genuine and real with good practical messages and coping skills reaches women whether they are wearing orange or whether they are doing their designer curtains in prison, sorry about that, Martha, or whether they're women who are out in the work world. So Tammy has a unique message. She has a book called The Stress Club, A Woman's Guide to Personal Achievement, and professional success, and a book called Life Without the Monsters. So welcome to the show, Dr. Tammy West. How are you? Thank you, Dr. Brenda. I am thrilled. I've just been excited about this all day. So thank you for having me. Good. We're really happy to have you. And as you look at your own journey, what is it that drew you to this whole area of stress? and how it affects women's lives in particular. Mm-hmm. And then later we'll talk about how it affects our love lives and what to do about it. Yeah. Well, and it, it has been a journey for sure. You know, I grew up with this really severe debilitating anxiety disorder. 
and then I was hospitalized for it. Um, gosh, it's been 20 years, I guess, 22 years in 1995. But when I, after I went through my healing from the debilitating part, I realized that on a day-to-day basis, it wasn't that I was going through anything necessarily traumatic. It was the daily junk that I had never learned to deal with. And so um, I began noticing other women and how they interacted with each other and how they talked about stress. And it just brought me to this realization that no one has studied stress the way that I was seeing it. And so that's what drew me to go back to school and pursue this Ph.D. in studying women and stress. That's so kind of what, what brought is me here. It? Yeah, what have you discovered when you think about your own journey and what you've learned from other women? What was it that mm-hmm. triggered the debilitating stress? Because a lot of people aren't aware that we have what I call invisible wounds or adverse childhood experiences that impact us and can lead to stress. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a really deep question. Um, well, the deep wounds w- with so many of your listeners, I and mean, we've all been through something. You know, we've all been through uh, experiences in life, and mine was growing up with with this family that uh, was not functional. Um, we had a mom who. Uh, didn't quite take care of us when we were children and our house was well one time we had the health department called on us because our house was just so bad and so I developed this perfectionistic tendency that protected me from that you know what I mean like if I can be perfect in every area of my life that I can control then I'm okay and And so so many women do suffer from perfectionism I'm so glad you're opening this up do yeah, Ooh. so that we can really take a look. Now, everyone, you know, I'm a big person about taking notes. Take a note here because if you're suffering from anxiety or stress, it can contribute to perfectionism, which, guess what, only makes you more anxious. Oh, Right, Tammy? It does. Yes, and it, it makes you, it lulls you into this false belief that you can do more than you can. That's right. And then when you try to do more than you can, then not only can you not do anything anywhere near perfect, you pretty much don't do anything well, or you, 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 you cover it up so much that you're just, your life becomes a trap. And that, that's kind of the way that I went. Yes, you know, I understand because, you know, when you've got perfectionism, perfectionism isn't a sign that you're doing everything well. It's a sign that nothing's ever good enough because deep mm-hmm. down, way deep down inside, we think we're not good enough. So you yeah. really have been on an intense journey, and God knows you're not alone when it comes to adverse childhood experiences or what we call ACEs. Because we're finding around the world, you guys have heard me talk about this before, the research is pouring in, whether we're talking about uh, people who survived Holocaust in Israel or people in Rwanda that survived genocide or children in the United States who have faced poverty, racism, Mm -hmm. hunger, mean teachers or mean children. Those are all adverse childhood experiences, and they create stress. So take a note here from Dr. Tammy West. There is something that triggers it. You're not bad and you didn't just make it up. So Tammy, once you got into healing, what was really the first step for you to turn it around? Well, the first step for me was spiritual. 
you know, it was going through my, my talks with God and learning who I was in that. And then it was, it was, you know what, it was, it, it, it was deciding that this really sucks. You know, I don't want to live this life anymore. I don't want to live this life where I feel like I have to run a thousand miles an hour and cover everything up. Um, so it kind of, in fact, my husband asked me, this is, you know, we've been married now for 13 years and he didn't know, I guess if I'm doing air quotes, he didn't know the old me. And so he asked me one day this question that I thought was so profound. He said, well, what made you decide to change? And I was like, oh, I don't think I'd ever thought of it that way, that I had decided to change, but that's kind of what it was. It was like, this is, this is not a good life for me. And it, I'm sure it was part of my first marriage as well that, you know, that kind of held me back was living in this, this stressful, crazy, anxious world of mine. So I had to make that decision. I didn't want that life anymore. And I was the only one who could do that. You know what I mean? Nobody could do that for me. So I think that was the beginning. If we're facing something that we aren't happy with, there is a moment that everyone can come to, whether it's I'm not happy with my health profile or I'm not happy feeling the way I feel or I'm not happy with my relationship. We can, or I'm not happy being lonely and single and horny anymore. We can make yeah. a decision to change that. Now, I throw that in because, you know, one of my specialties is getting lonely singles married. And if people play with me, boy, I've got a whole box full of wedding invitations. So there. So that's a stressor. Being lonely is a stressor. That's why I throw it in. It's one of the things that creates stress and impacts our health. So, Tammy, for those who are listening tonight and saying, well, what does stress have to do with a relationship? What would you say to them? Mm. Well, gosh, you know, let me start. Let me start with this little short story, if that's okay with you, which may not seem Absolutely. related, but it totally is. So, I've been speaking around the world for about twelve years now, mostly mostly women's events. But I was doing a week long um, women's seminars, women's conferences, and so when I wasn't speaking, I went to visit another session. Okay, so the speaker gets up now to all women, and she gets up in front of the room and she says, "Ladies." Today, we are going to give you an hour for lunch and actually let you chew your food. Whoever gets to do that? And so I'm sitting there, and I look around, and all of these women are laughing and nudging each other and being together. And I thought that was the very beginning when I was kind of thinking about this whole concept of stress and relationships and everything. They were bonding over this. Okay, and this is what I mean by the stress club. They were bonding and they were becoming part of a club because they were now soul sisters. And so when you think about that, (laughs) you take that out into the world and you take that back into your relationship. And so now what what you're left with is, okay, I have to be stressed because if I'm not, then I'm not part of the club. So I'm going to come home now from my women's conference and supposedly I'm going to be empowered and supposedly they told me how to air quote, again, manage my stress, but I'm not going to because if I do, then I will be judged and criticized for not being responsible enough, for not being like the world, and so I'm going to come home and be the same way I was before at home, acting crazy, running around. The real issue here is that people get programmed 
whether it's your friends, your family, your coworkers. You know, we only have one addiction that everybody says, wow, good for you. And that's workaholism. Yep. And let me tell you, my dear, dear, dear friends and family of listeners, if you are a workaholic, it'll kill you just as fast as any of the other addictions because it does create the stress profile Tammy is talking about. And one of the worst things about that, Tammy, and I know you know this, that when we overwork, when we're overstressed, it creates a condition known as emotional blunting. Emotional mm-hmm. blunting means you just become insensitive. You don't care as much as you should about yourself or other people. And that is one of the things I've observed over and over with the people that I work with, you know, whether it's private practice or whether it's in our training and mentoring programs, that people really believe that working hard is a great thing and they don't notice the emotional Mm -hmm. blunting and what happens in the relationship. Well, and, you know, when you said that, Dr. Brenda, that was interesting because one of the things I talk about in the book in the way that we can exit the stress club is to examine your stress talk. And you said it when you said we we don't respond the same way and we sort of lose that that ability to respond appropriately with our emotions. And, And what I tell women when I talk to them is, here's the problem. We have the same emotional reaction to losing our keys as we do losing a loved one. We can't, and we call it all stress. And we talk about it as if it's all the same, and we lose that ability to distinguish daily life from truly critical situations, and we, we can't, we, then we have the same response, and right. it keeps us trapped. And if you're in a relationship, just imagine you have the same response to your partner if you lose your keys or if god forbid you lose your partner now think what that does in a relationship and let me just you guys all know i'm going to have my geek out moment so uh dr tammy this is something i do in every one of our shows and podcasts is i have a geek out moment because starting out as a hard scientist i can't resist so here's the science your brain is flat broke on neurotransmitters that help you maintain your equanimity, your balance, your poise, your self-control if you're stressed. That means you're a lousy partner because you either become very, very reactive or you shut down because we've got shutter-downers and we've got Mm -hmm. actor-outers. Neither of those allows you to communicate and get close or have a great sex life Let me point that out because those hormones also have to do with you having sexual arousal so everybody loses if we're stressed. So, Dr. Tammy, what do we do to break this cycle of stress? And one of the things you say, and I'm really curious, you say that stress management doesn't work. Why? (laughs) Oh, because, well, part of the reason is, is, okay, for women in particular, and then then let me go back to the question about the relationships. Um, For women in particular, because our language is relational, we want to be alike. We want to be the same as each other. And when we talk to each other, we don't want to be left out of the club. Um, That's why stress management doesn't work. You know, I did a seminar once with a, a fairly small group of women, and I asked the question. I said, how many of you get 
enough sleep on a fairly regular basis. And this young woman started to raise her hand. I'm going to say she was in her 20s. But her eyes caught the eyes of the other women who kind of were looking at her. And so she put her hand down. Ah. So it was like, oh, so I'm left out. I'm judged because you might say something to me like, must be nice. You must not have a lot going on. You must not have kids. You must not be married. And so it's too risky. So stress management doesn't work because all they teach you, I say they in the big generic form, is, is they say, well, you need to take time for yourself and you need to rest and you need to take a walk and you need to do this. But if we do any of those things, then we get these comments from other people and it hurts. So if you get the comment, it's like being the kid uh, who's not in the cool kids club at lunch and Yay. getting bullied and left out. Right, so everybody's yes. afraid of that experience because most of us have had the experience of somehow being left out or being afraid we yeah. would be. So you also say that people have kind of common what you call girl talk. What is that? Well, girl talk, that's that. So when women get together and talk, now this is, this is not necessarily a norm, but it is a pattern, right? So it, does, it means you're not abnormal if you don't do this, but it is a pattern. Um, women's language tends to be more relational when sometimes when someone's probably asked you this before, if you went out with your friends and they said, well, what did you do? And you said, well, we just talked. And if it's a man, they're like, what do you mean you just talked? So that's how women do friendship often is we talk. Whereas men, sometimes their conversations can be a little bit more um, about winning. And so that's why our girl talk can be so wonderful for us, but it can also be so debilitating because we're, we don't talk about our self-care. You know, even if we slept last night, we may not talk about it because we want to be in the, we want to be with the girls. So how feel do included. we go about changing that? Because it is so important you're saying we've got to change the way we talk. We've got to change this kind of identity that everybody has to be stressed out to be in the club. Mm-hmm. Well, in fact, so, so when I talk about exiting the club, the first thing I talk about is it's an identity thing, and this is not what you usually hear about in stress management classes. Is So stressed out is an identity, right? You know, identity is who we are. And so we, we can identify ourselves for sure as women, maybe as uh as spouses and daughters, friends, uh, workers, but then we also have other identities like kind and smart and, and stressed out is an identity. So if I'm going to ask women to not identify themselves that way, then what we have to do is first decide who we are. You know, don't let, don't, don't let our identities be a mystery to us um, as far as, you know, identify yourself in ways that are, positive and helpful to the world as opposed to that word stressed out. Hmm. Does that make sense? I think that's the first step. Yeah, it makes sense, and I'm going to tie that right back into relationships because, you know, I I actually was doing a training just a couple of weeks ago, and there was a couple there. And the issue for the couple is that one of the partners – was working from home, and one was working out in the world in a way that uh, kept this person on the road a lot. And the struggle Mm -hmm. in the relationship, I'll bet you know what's coming, Dr. Tammy, 
is the partner who worked from home was resentful <laughs> because the one who came in would say, well, lucky you. No, you got to work right. at home all yes. day. I wish I had your job. It's so easy. You don't have any stress like I do. So here yes. we have, right? I'm more stressed yes. out than you are. I win the prize. Therefore, you know, and this is a crazy dance. And what we had to get into is being more stressed out does not mean you're a prize winner. It means you become a bully who would say something like that to your beloved. Yes. But, you know, I'm going to give people at least a little bit of a break only because we don't even know this is really happening on it. Like no one has ever studied stress like this before. Believe me, if they had, I would not have spent five years taking classes again to, to study this, but, but we have the messages from society everywhere. We have commercials that tell us that we're not like there's one for a car that says the spokesperson says, we know you, we know you rise up early, stay up late and don't get enough sleep in between. And then they show these very productive people in this wonderful car. You know, we have (laughs) deodorant people telling us they have deodorant for our stress sweat. We have sitcoms showing stressed out women who are super important. And so it's become the norm. So we don't even, we don't even really think about the fact that we're being told we're supposed to live this way. And I, for one, am tired of that and do not want to live this way. Yeah. And it, it does put us at risk. If you are single and lonely and you're stressed out, you're just not that attractive. I'm sorry, because stressed Mm -hmm. out people are people who are hard to get to know and difficult to bond with. So if you're single, this works against you. If you are already in a couple, trust me, stress is the number one cause of couples fighting because you've got a hair trigger if you're stressed. Or, as I said earlier, you're more likely to just shut down and not talk and clam up, which means nothing gets resolved. So take us home, as we used to say in the old church, Dr. Tammy West, take us home. What is it that you suggest that people do? And I know your focus is on women breaking the stress cycle. So women, listen up. And I'll bet some men can learn from this too. I think so. And I think I'm going to I'm gonna bring it home by going back to your question about relationships and stress because I think this is probably the number one piece of advice I have out of everything else, and that is examining your stress talk. And what I mean, and Dr. Brenda, I think this is huge. I'm asking people to do something that is huge. Are you ready? I'm ready. Bring it. Okay. Don't use the word at all. What I mean is when we use that word, so you come home from work, you know, you're with your spouse or you're with your friends, you're like, oh, my God, I'm so stressed out, blah, blah, blah. It takes your power away because it doesn't, it keeps us from identifying the real issues, whether it's in our marriage, whether it's at work, whether it's with our children. When we only going or go around saying that we're stressed, we don't know how to move forward. So what I did was I put a whole list of better words. Actually, it's a little depressing, so then I have to lighten it up in the book. But instead of talking to your spouse or your friend or your, your children or whoever and saying, I'm stressed out, let's, let's make it more specific. I'm angry. I'm worried. I'm upset. I'm scared. I'm anxious. I'm frustrated. I'm overwhelmed, whatever it is. Because if we start talking that way and we practice leaving that word stress out, 
now it takes our life and it puts things into perspective. And you're describing feelings. And, and Tammy, yes. allow me, please, to do a quick little what I call an up-level. This is something I do in all of our trainings because we teach what's called conscious language. One little add-on to what Dr. Tammy is saying is say, I feel stressed out or I feel angry because you're describing feelings. If you say, I am, you're going to be stuck with that because the brain is a programmable tool. So if you don't mind, Dr. Tammy, I'd like to tip people toward saying, I'm feeling this way because feelings Mm -hmm. are transient. Emotion is energy in motion. If we give ourselves a chance to describe it, it's easier to dislodge it using Dr. Tammy's tools. Mm-hmm. And I'm a full support, Dr. Tammy, taking those <laughs> words, I'm stressed out out of there, and saying I'm having some feelings. I am yes. feeling these things. Yes. Now, we have just yes. a couple of minutes left. Can you tell us if you were sitting at home with a couple where uh, one partner comes in and they are feeling angry or feeling tired or feeling upset about something, and then we have the other one who's feeling some of those same feelings, what would you recommend that they do? Mm. Well, you know, I can, I can tell you from my perspective, because I'm, I'm, when you're saying that, I'm thinking as me and my husband, we walk in, what have I learned over the years to do that? So I, for two people coming in together and saying that, Someone has to take the step to say, okay, yes, we are, we're both experiencing these feelings right now. Should we wait 15 minutes, think this through, jot some things out, and then come back and talk about that? But I think it's really important, and I think you're going to agree, that we learn good language to use with our partners. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't, then it's going to go right back to what you said. If the issue is you're at home and I'm not, I wish you had your life, you don't have any of this, then we're right back to where we started. We've got to learn some of that good language with each other. Learn that good language. Dr. Tammy, you suggested people write down what they're feeling and then come back and share it with one another. I love that step because Mm -hmm. inherent in what you just suggested is what I call the cool-down period. Take a minute, cool down, Take a look at what you're feeling. You might even examine where it came from. And then when you share it, it's not coming from such a raw place where you're likely to get in a tangle with one another. Yes. Because the tangle, not tango, everybody. (laughs) That would be fun, tango. Um, Yeah, those emotions will, they'll get you. Right. And in fact, you know, you might want to tango after you get some of these feelings out. (laughs) Tango after the tangle. <laughs> right? I like so, it. Now, I want to let everybody know how they can get in touch with you, Dr. Tammy West. Dr. Tammy's website is www.tammy, that's T-A-M-I, West, W-E-S-T, dot com. That's Dr. Tammy, da- excuse me, Tammy West, dot com. She is the author of the book, The Stress Club, a Woman's Guide to Personal Achievement and Professional Success, and the author of Life Without the Monsters. And those monsters would be, Dr. Tammy? 
those, well, Life About the Monsters is my story of anxiety and healing. So I define monsters as sort of like children afraid of monsters under the bed, but they're not real. Monsters for adults are self-imposed barriers that keep us from growing. And they're usually not real. They're self-imposed. Give us an example. So, What's a self-imposed barrier oh, that keeps us from growing? Oh, one that we've already talked about, perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. perfectionism, guilt, mm-hmm. um, martyrdom. Um, it could be so many different, uh, unrealistic expectations of other people who are with you. And, and all shame. of those things. I know a lot, of, a lot oh, of people yes. suffer from shame. Uh, yes. One of the people I worked with on the Dr. Oz show suffered from so much shame, she got up to 330 pounds because of the shame. Mm. And once we did some work to help her forgive mm. herself and get over the shame, I, I just got a photo of her recently, so she has gone down to under 200 pounds. She's lost over 130 pounds in the last two years because shame is a heavy burden, everybody. So, Dr. Tammy West, you you have one last thing here we didn't get to really quickly. You have a final piece of advice about taking care of yourself. Give us some support and encouragement. How do we do that? Well, the final piece of advice for me for, to support and encourage is just to remember that we, well, I'm sorry, this will be directed toward women, but like you said, men can learn too. We, as women, are powerful we are smart. We don't need to be part of a club that is a debilitating, debilitating to us. Support one another. Lift each other up. Get get in a club that is going to help empower us and not yeah, get us in down. the get in the we are the women who are rocking. Okay, Dr. Tammy West, everybody, thank you so much for being with us, Dr. Tammy, and a big thank you to our executive producer, Mr. LeGrand Green, our associate producer, Mr. Cliff Dunning, and to all of you modern lovers, take it to the bank, and if you catch this podcast in time, join me for a live one-day intensive training here in our training center in San Francisco. That's March 11th from 11.30 in the morning until 6 in the evening. We have a special guest joining us, and we are going to work on love, money, Mm -hmm. and success, creating miracles right now. I'll see you there, and you can register on Eventbrite or shoot me an email at love at DocWade.com, love at DocWade.com. All right, everybody, have a fabulous, fabulous modern love life. Blessings. Good night.